and they uh they tell a story about the Spo- the Spoiler Zaidi. The Spoiler Zaidi was a one of the earliest Hasidic masters lived at the same time as Rabbi Nachman in Breslov. And um, one Seder evening, he was sitting at the table with one of his young sons. And he calls the young boy to, to say the Seder of the Seder, right? Kadesh, Urchas, etc. And many of you may be aware that in the old days, they didn't just teach children to sing Kadesh, Urchas, Karpas, Yachatz, but that each each piece of the Seder, they would give an explanation. So you'd say, Kadesh, and then what would they say? And they said in Yiddish, but I'm not going to say it to you in Yiddish. What they would say is that when Tati, when my father comes home from Shul, what happens? We hurry to make Kiddush right away. Why? So the children shouldn't fall asleep and they'll say Namanishtana. That was the full explanation of what Kadesh meant. And this young boy was sitting at the Seder table and his father said, "No, say the Kaddish Rochatz. And he says, Kaddish, when we come home from Shul, we run to make Kiddish. And the Shpurla Zaidi was very upset. He said, what about the rest? And he says, what do you mean? I didn't learn the rest. And he was troubled by this. And no one at the table could understand why he was so troubled. This is definitely a uh, unique Yisker experience. We can add it to the list of the unique experiences that we're having together over the last few weeks. But before we say Yisker, I wanted to share with you an idea that I believe um, can offer us some, some meaning as we approach Yisker specifically this year. The mitzvah of, of Maror is a strange mitzvah. It represents, as we know, the bitterness that Am Yisrael felt in Mitzrayim. The, 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 the shibud, the, the hard work, the terrible circumstances they found themselves in. And so we eat the marah. But even though we eat the marah, which represents that bitterness, before we eat it, what do we do? We dip it in charoses. We dip it in something very sweet. Some people like to glob it on. You're just supposed to dip it. But you dip it in. And not only do you dip it in something sweet, but then we take the bitterness, the most bitter thing we eat at the whole Seder, and we make a bracha on it. On moror. On the most bitter, horrible thing at the Seder. That which represents the terrible tragedies that happen in Mitzrayim. How can a person make a bracha on moror? Rabbi Norman Lamb says a very beautiful pshat. He said, if you take a look later on in the Haggadah, what do we say? A line that we, we typically run by very quickly. V'tein le'esav et harseir. So we're telling the story of the Jewish people. Hashem gave harseir to Esav and his family. V'yakov, Yaakov u'banav yardu mitzrayimah. And Yaakov and his family, they went down to Egypt. So what? Who cares what Esav got as opposed to what's the juxtaposition? First of all, what's Esav doing even in the story? And why tell us that Esav got Har Seir while we went down to Mitzrayim? And Rabbi Lamb pointed out that the Balagada is teaching us a foundational lesson in the nature of our people. Esav never goes into exile. He stays calmly and quietly in Har Seir 
but he also never inherits Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov and his children, on the other hand, leave Eretz Yisrael. They go down to Mitzrayim, where they're tormented and enslaved by the Egyptian nation for 210 years. And if I would look only at that moment, what would I say? That we, the children of Yaakov, got the short end of the stick. Esav gets to sit and live Bishalva quietly and calmly, no one bothers him, while we go through this terribly, terrible, horrible, tragic experience. But as we, history begins to unfold, hundreds of years later, we find, of course, that just the opposite is true. Yes, Yaakov and his children go down to Mitzrayim and experience 210 years of maror. But it's only because of that experience that they eventually emerge as Hashem's Am Hanifchar, the chosen people. That God is teaching us that it's the challenges that we face that in the end make us worthy of something so much greater. In Tehillim, Perek Chav Beis, Pasuk Beis 22.2, David Melch says something that seems strikingly out of character. He says, Eli, Eli, Lama Azavtani, Hashem, God, God, why have you abandoned me? Doesn't make any sense. David Melch says, Mimamakim Krasi Hashem, when I'm in my lowliest, darkest, place in, the, in my whole life, I call out to Rebosham. God doesn't, David doesn't think that Hashem for, have forsaken him. David calls out to Hashem from wherever he is. So how could he say, Lama Azavtani, why have you forgotten me? Says Rebosham Shem Farhersh something astonishing. Something amazing. He says, if it would have been the Pshat, God, why have you left me? What's wrong with you, God? What the, what the word would have been in Biblical Hebrew? Keli kemi madua Azavtani. Why? Why did you do this to me? But what word does he use? Lama Azavtani. Lima. For what purpose? God, I get that you were doing this for whatever reason you have in your own cheshbonos, your own mind, your own things that you, decisions that you make. But Lima, what, what's it supposed to mean for me? What am I supposed to do with it? How am I supposed to change? How am I supposed to grow? What lesson? Am I meant to learn from this very challenging experience? The purpose of the maror, upon which we say abracha, a maror that we dip in something sweet, is that it's dead to remind ourselves that even in the depths of suffering and sorrow, even during some of the most bitter moments of our lives, hazorim bedima berina yiksaru, when we sow with tears, we eventually reap with joy. Sometimes it's through our suffering that we can find the greatest avenues for our growth. We don't ask for suffering, and we don't have answers to why they're suffering. But we have the opportunity sometimes, when we at Loa Laini experience difficult challenges, to find a little, a little sweetness, a little charoset, a little something. That's what we really learn from the mother. Not just that we can get through the bitter, but that sometimes we can actually find the sweetness because of the bitterness. The next morning after the Seder, the Shpoiler Zaidi bumped in. He, he came to, to meet. He saw 
the malamid, the teacher, who was teaching his son. And he asked him, why did you only teach him half the sentence? That we come to the table and make Kiddush. The, the malamid says, I don't, I, I don't know. He says, it's, only, it's a lot to remember, he said. So I only taught them you know, the main point. Kaddish means you make Kiddush. And the Shepard Zaydi said, you got it all wrong. He says, you don't understand. Because what's the full language, the full piece you're supposed to say? Is that we say Kaddish. When we say Kaddish, what do we mean? That when Tati comes home from Shul, he makes Kiddish. He says, it's not talking about our father, our physical father. It's talking about our Vinu Shabbat that Hashem comes home, He sees us in Shul, and then He comes home to the Seder table. And He sees the Jewish people have sacrificed and given of themselves to make a beautiful Seder, to make a Pesach, which is difficult to make. We had our most difficult Seder to make this year, more than had in decades. And He sees it in HaKadosh Baruch who says, Kadesh, not Kiddush. Hareyat Mikudesh He makes us his, his Kala, in a sense. He marries us again. And why does he do it? Now we switch to the child. So that the children shouldn't fall asleep. So that we, the Yelad Shashuim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children, we shouldn't fall asleep, we shouldn't lose ourselves in the Tsaris of the world and forget what we're supposed to do, forget our job as the Amanifchar. We shouldn't forget who we are. And instead we should say, Manishtana. We should ask ourselves, what is going on in the world? Why is this gala so much different than what we've had before? Why, what, what's going on around us? And we should open our eyes and look back towards the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Said the Rebbe, that's what it really means. So you've got to teach them the whole line. He said, because the point of the Manishtana, the Kaddish, is to get us to ask ourselves, Lima, for what? What are we here for? What are we, what are we here to accomplish? What are we supposed to learn here? And how can we grow and move forward even in the face of the mother? This is why we have the audacity to take a bracha on the mother. Because we're teaching ourselves and our children that even the mothers of life can lead us to a bracha at some time later on. But how do we know it's true? How do I know that we can rise to these challenges? These are unprecedented challenges that we're facing today. Something many of us have never seen before. Many of our parents have never seen before. How do we know that we can rise up from all this and allow ourselves not simply to get through it, but to make something of it? To turn the murrah into a bracha. Times it seems too difficult. And the answer, of course, is that this is our history. This is who we are as a people. And this is the lesson that we've learned from so many who have come before us. Our parents, our teachers, our grandparents, the entirety of Am Yisrael for millennia, who when faced with Marur found a way to dip it into the sweet charoses and to make a bracha on it. Sometimes they made that bracha with tears in their eyes. Sometimes it was almost impossible to find any semblance of sweetness in those experiences. But they did it. And that's how we've survived and thrived as a people. 
as long as we have. This yisker is not like other yiskers. However, in a certain sense, it's a time when we can draw the strength of those who've left us because of what they've left for us. The strength to grow and to learn and to thrive even under the most uniquely challenging circumstances many of us have faced in our entire lifetime. For many of us, it's those individuals that we've lost who have paved the way forward for us. They've given us the blueprints to find our way through the darkness and help us find the little light. May we continue to draw strength from those who have given us so much. And may Hashem look down upon us, His children, whom He's kept awake, so we can ask Manishtana, what's all this for? How can we grow from it? May you see our determination to find meaning in the marer, to find a little sweetness in that which seems so bitter, and grant us all the Yeshua, the salvation that we yearn for so deeply. Bimher v'yameinu, amen.